and welcome to Point Streak, a podcast where we talk everything gaming and the issues that concern gamers. We're all members and contributors at Enthusiacs.com, and thank you again for joining us. You can follow us on Twitter at Enthusiacs or at our YouTube channel, Enthusiacs, where all our video content resides. I'm your host, Jeff, for Baron Fang, and today I am joined by Jennifer. How are you? Good, thanks. By Vernon. Hello. And also by Tony. How are you, Tony? I'm doing well. How are you? Excellent. Thank you. Um, well, let's get to what everyone has been playing lately. How about you, Tony? Me? Uh, so, recently finished Doom on a PS4. That was pretty fun. Mm. Um, Titanfall 2 is my current addiction. Um, I cannot recommend that game enough to anyone for campaign and multiplayer-wise. Mm-hmm. And then uh, yeah, I started uh, The Division on like an hour ago. So, we <laughs> <laughs> just start that. How about you, Jen? Uh, let's see. I got Steep for Christmas, so I was playing that quite a bit, which I really like a lot. Um, Watch Dogs 2, which is excellent. Like, within the first five minutes, I'm like, this is already just leaps and bounds better than the original. Mm. And The Division, which has been my just crazy addiction obsession for the last, like, week or so. So mm. you're welcome, Tony, for roping you in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Vernon, what's your jam at the moment? So I've been playing a little bit of Titanfall 2. I just started the campaign. Uh Forza Horizon 3, which is beautifully stunning. Um, That's the one Gears in Australia, of right? 4. Oh, yeah. 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 It's, a, it's a lot of fun. Um, Gears of War 4, uh, of course, The Division, we just got off a match, like, how long ago? Half hour ago? Yeah. Um, and uh, Torchlight 2 on the PC. Oh, okay. That's oh. a, uh, like, is that a Diab- Diablo type? It's a Diablo-esque game? kind of game. Right. Okay. Yeah. I... I... It's funny, I never remembered seeing Torchlight 1, but uh, I've heard some good things about it. Uh, and for myself, um, I've been uh, playing a bit of uh, Arkham Origin. I'm late to the party and recently <laughs> upgraded my PC to the point where I can play it. Uh, a lot of bugs, which I'm not happy to report. <laughs> so whether or not I'm going to be able to get through it or not, be seen. It's not, it's not a question of it being too slow to play. It is crashing at me constantly, particularly in boss oh. fights, which is always fun. Oh, yeah. In those three-stage boss fights stage. Yeah, uh, just pick it up on console, because uh, I think the, the bugs are a little less on console, at least. Um, and they're never going to fix them, so just, you know, deal with it. Yeah, I should have listened to advice about that a while ago. I just I saw it for five bucks in a Steam sale and thought, oh, this will be fine. And I'm well, there was a reason it was five bucks. Yeah, <laughs> I'm starting to regret not getting it on the 360. Uh, but we'll see if I can uh, crawl my way over the finish line with that one, or whether I have to give up and go to another <laughs> uh, platform. And speaking of multiple platforms, uh, that takes me nicely to the topic of today's podcast. Um, we're going to talk about. Cross-platform play, which is interesting given that we come off of a game that was a perfect candidate for that, really, uh, considering the gameplay. Now, I I don't want to be overly dictatorial on uh, on this podcast, but I would like to approach this topic from the perspective, some the, from the assumption of that this is possible. Uh, for a long time, we've been hearing excuses about why it can't be done or why it can't shouldn't be done for technical reasons i think we all know now that's crap (laughs) and it has been for a while uh titanfall 2 just had a a a successful well i'll ask you tony in due course uh what i heard was a pretty successful trial uh, of having xbox one and and pc players 
play at the same time. Uh, I don't know if you guys are all aware, but Rocket League has been uh, cross-platform for, I think, over a year now, and I, it could be PS4 cross-platform as well in the near future. So all these, all these arguments about why it can't happen for technical reasons, they're a lie. Just like everything else we hear that <laughs> you can't do this, you can't do that, it's a lie. So it can be done. We know it can be done. So I'd like to talk about the potential uh, why it isn't done more, um, what games we'd like to uh, cross-platform, and why there might still be hesitance out there if the technical stuff, why companies shy away from it. Uh, now, it's is it been three or four weeks since that Titanfall 2 uh, trial, Tony? Well, is that yeah, right? Do you mean Gears of War 4 or Titanfall? Um, maybe I've got this backwards. Was Which one was it? <laughs> it yeah, Gears of War 4 did uh, the event a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah, okay. not yeah, Titanfall, to my to my knowledge, hasn't been, but it would explain a couple of the matches I might have played. But <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that. Yeah. So, did you partake at all in that in that Gears of War weekend, or were you playing at the time? Did you notice anything? Uh, no, I mean, I think I just picked it up, and honestly, I I was going through the campaign. Like, I have a, a very strict uh, routine of not touching multiplayer until I finish a, a campaign, just so I know all the mechanics and everything. So, I didn't <laughs> play it at the time. Mm-hmm. So, no, unfortunately, I I didn't get a chance to to take part in that. But the other thing that's interesting though is as I was reading more into it is that apparently your co-op modes like um uh horde and all that have I think always been at least at least with Gears of War 4, I don't know about the past titles, but definitely 4 I'm pretty sure has been cross-platform, but they've always been holding off on the multiplayer end of it. Cool. But when I well multiplayer, you know, obviously enemy versus or player versus player. Mm. Well, that that's interesting. I I I mean, I I'm not surprised to hear that a game like that would be a good candidate for for testing that. Um, I, I'm actually I was actually kind of surprised to hear Rocket League was, but the more I think about it, I mean, I don't know if anyone here has played it, but uh, <laughs> it's it's just such a sim a simple game in terms of the mechanics that. Uh, and I don't really think you're going to get the that some of the complaints that you get about PC where, well, you got more precision with mouse and keyboard on aiming. You know, Rocket League isn't that kind of a game where having a mouse and keyboard is going to give you any sort of advantage. So maybe it has been a perfect test case. I I might just ask around for, – for myself, the only experience I've ever had with cross-platform was with Shadowrun online a long time ago, <laughs> Xbox and uh, PC, and that was only like maybe an hour or two that I saw that. Uh, and that game was a real exception to the rule at the time, but it was, I believe, because it was a Microsoft for Windows title. I could be wrong about that, but it was relatively easy, technically speaking. Anyone else here ever played cross-platform that they're aware of? Uh, in the past? No. <sighs> Not that I've been aware of. Um, I know that Street Fighter V is, a, a, as people like to say, a PlayStation 4 exclusive, although mm. you can play with PC players. So... Not really exclusive and uh, cross-platform, but uh, but yeah, you can definitely play between uh, Windows and PS4. So that I personally have never played Street Fighter V, but um, mm. I'm, that's the first example that came to mind. Um, but no, off the top of my head, no, I can't think of any. Yeah. Well, a, a general question then, given that this is going to be coming up more and more, uh, and, and I think that as the lines between the consoles and PCs blur, this was inevitable. Uh, I'll ask you first, Tony, would it have influenced your purchase decision, either of a console itself or of a game, knowing that it was cross-platform? Would that be a plus for you? Would that influence your decision to buy a game? So, console, no. I'm still at the point in life where 
I want to get a PC one day and be all about it and you know do all that, but I just I love the simplicity <laughs> of a console. So yeah, as far as me, as far as if you know, I knew, I saw a game and I was like, oh, it's whatever, you know, like that. That's not going to drive me. At least my point. That's just me. Um, and then sorry, your other question was um, a, a, a game, uh, not not just a console itself, but a, a, well, a game. Oh yeah. So that's interesting because I'm sure we'll get more into it, but. If honestly, if it was a multiplayer game like a something like a first-person shooter like Titanfall, like Gears of War, I don't know, you know, those third-person shooters, even like The Division, maybe I'd probably be a little more okay with it. But a first-person shooter, honestly, I'd be a little, I think I'd be actually taken back from it, mm. only because unless it had the option of like, hey, you you can join this lobby that's you know PC and and consoles or it's just console only, just because I, I don't know, I don't from what I've seen. And just kind of my perception of it is I do think that PC players have an advantage just with the, you know, frames per second over console just and how fast they can, you know, actually get their target, you know, their reticle on a target. I just think it's a, a little unbalanced, whether the research there is there to back it up or not. Like, I'm not sure, but I just, I do have that perception. Yep. Well, so, you're, not, you're not alone. Yeah. You're not alone. Well, actually, I mean, if I could step in there, like, how would how would you know if it, if you were say playing a cross platform game, who's on PC and who's on say uh, like a console, like an Xbox One, for example, Forza Horizon Three has cross play um, between PC and the Xbox One. So, like, you know, when you're in a in a multiplayer match or you just come across some random person, do you think it would be beneficial to mark? The person as well, see, that's, PC or Xbox. See, well, that's I think it all comes down to again game, like I was saying, you know, earlier, as far as like a third person shooter, or even like you were saying Forza, where like I'm thinking like your frames per second really don't matter as far as how quickly you're going to turn the car. Like I don't think that matters so much, and I wouldn't care about that being marked. But it's something about first person shooters that I think that there's a clear advantage. Like now that YouTube has bumped up their you know their frames per second to sixty. And I'm watching some of my favorite YouTubers do their gameplay. I can absolutely notice when they're playing on PC mm. or when they're playing on console without them even saying what they're, you know, what platform they're on or seeing the, the interface with the button commands or anything. I can absolutely tell just the way they're they're playing, whether they're on console. But yeah. I know that's not your point as far as, you know, being in a random lobby and seeing them. I, I, yeah. I, it depends on the game, the type of game it is. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, yeah, I mean, especially for frame rates, like... I got to have someone like train, help me train my eye to kind of differentiate between (laughs) frame rates because I don't see it at all. Me (laughs) too. Yeah. Vernon, you have an Xbox One, right? Yeah. Yeah. If you can go back and if you still have a 360, like the Halo games, it is night and day. Go play the original like Halo or even Halo 3 and then jump on like the Master Chief Collection, assuming it's not still broken at this point. I think that's another conversation. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, just just the frame rate, it, it is night and day. It is. I, I did it. I jumped on 360, played a mission, jumped on the same mission on Xbox One. It, it was night and day. It was mm-hmm. absolutely completely different. Okay. Well, Jen, uh, you've you've got friends in both camps. Mm-hmm. Uh, what you know, if you if you knew that uh, that a game was gonna, you know, you were gonna be able to play either with people you wouldn't otherwise be able to play because of the lack of cross-platform or uh, just an opportunity to, uh, to, to to not have to... I, I guess what I'm getting at is you got cross-platform. Suddenly, you don't have to have this group decision about what is everyone going to play <laughs> on. <laughs> Anyone yeah. can just pick whatever's been doing for them. Right. Yeah. I mean, would, would that... If you knew a game offered up that uh, possibility, is that going to make you more likely to, to shell out for it? 
Yeah. I mean, if, if it's the kind of game that we would all want to play together, I'd be more inclined to buy it if I could play with the Xbox One owners because I have a PS4. That would be awesome. Yeah. Um, I think the the issue with cross-platform playing is probably – I think that the biggest thing maybe that might be on their minds is as far as like actual console to console, Xbox to PS4. Because mm. all, all we've really mentioned so far is like Xbox One to PC. Yeah. But console to console – I feel like that would be tricky for them because that's the only reason I'm considering an Xbox One. There's not a single exclusive. Yes, I kind of want to play Titanfall because I keep hearing how great it is. But other than that, there's not a single exclusive that I give a damn about, honestly. And the only reason I would really want one is to be able to play with my friends that, you know, are either mostly on that or only on that. Mm. So if that was suddenly an option, like, I can't imagine ever wanting to buy an Xbox One. So I feel like this is going to be really hard to do, but I would be more inclined to buy a game that would allow me to play with my friends, sure. Hmm. Jenna, some great news for you, though. Titanfall's not exclusive. You can definitely get that on PS4. Really? Yep. Oh, nice. Yeah, let's, uh, let's, <laughs> I let's do it. Sure we'll plan something out. The, the first one was exclusive. The first one was. Yeah. The first oh, one was, yeah. okay, then I just must have assumed. Sweet. And, and actually, Jen, to your point, um, it's kind of an interesting thing because last gen, um, last generation, um, <laughs> the, uh, like, uh, you know, we were well, the majority of us, the majority <laughs> of us, you know, enthusiastic people were, had Xbox 360s with the occasional yes. PS3 player and everything like that. And I actually owned both at uh you know at one point or another and i actually do now and now with this new current generation with the xbox one ps4 um more of my friends especially in the enthusiast circle have gravitated more toward the ps4 when i then first got the xbox one first so i mean in that vein like i can see where some people would say that you know you're kind of blurring the lines and and how our company's going to make money if all the games are going to be able to be played on on either console but i would actually like to try some some games where like i can cross over um you know have it on my xbox one and then you know have some some of my friends be on a ps4 and we be on the same you know same team or something like that 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 would be great um but uh but yeah it's just a matter of like you know what console you buy too because you know sometimes your friends don't want to go in the same direction as you yeah yeah yeah. No, and I, I was lucky because I got a PS4 for Christmas. So, um, that, <laughs> that was uh, that was lucky for me. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know whether this is uh, naive, but there's part of me it, it, just going beyond the circle of friends argument enough benefits there alone, but I do wonder whether or not if these lines are blurred and and people are actually able to interact with one another across platforms, would it have the effect of breaking down these arbitrary barriers and <laughs> camps, you know, of uh, of of, play, of of people being, you know, slavishly devoted to their particular platform, you know, if they were able to actually play with one another and find out that, you know, they are all in fact human beings. <laughs> <laughs> would would uh, would that mean uh, you know a, a, a cross pollination result in less uh, strife? I I wonder. I I don't know. I guess it kind of depends. You know, if, if you go the route of identifying everybody's platform, does that does that just open the door to insults and and uh, parochialism? But or if you go the alternate route where you never know what anybody's playing on and everyone's just equal, um, you know, what, <laughs> I I I wonder if that would. Uh, improve things at all um i don't know i mean i i certainly get sick of, of hearing about the 
the the brand loyalty question and and people uh, slamming on mem- people who happen to play on other consoles, etc. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's naive, but I wonder whether that would. Uh, it's you know what, honestly, it's benefit. probably naive, but I it it would I think it might help a little bit, but knowing the community, it it probably wouldn't do much. <laughs> but I mean, if just console to console wise, if they just didn't market, you know, like you know, on your overhead or you see somebody's health bar, it says like PS4, Xbox One. If they didn't do that, I think it would definitely help. I don't see any reason why they would do that other than to fuel that fire. But yeah, yeah. like it's it, this uh, this whole thing, from my understanding, in terms of the the separation between camps of fanboys on each side, um, came from the fans themselves. Like it, yeah. you know, it, it's not like it's not like the you know the owners of these companies or the you know the the people of these companies don't actually hang out. They totally do, and it's not a matter of well, you're on the PlayStation side, so you can sit over there. Um, it, it's yeah. you know the, if they are like. You know, they schmooze with each other. They share ideas and things like that. So I, you know, it, it really just came from us. So, you know, when, when you, when you're talking about like, you know, crossplay and things like that, I think ultimately it'll fade away if we, if we were to do something like that. If more games were, were crossplay uh, over multiple consoles, I, I think you'd see. I think you'd start to see that fall away because you're not just you're not playing with a PS4 player, you're not playing with an Xbox One player, and God willing, you're not playing with a Nintendo Switch player. Um, <laughs> you're just you're playing you're playing with another person who likes the same game as you. And I feel as though if we open that door, uh, especially because they're already trying to do it more so now with you know um, playing between PC and Xbox One or PC and PlayStation 4. So I feel like once we bridge that gap between Xbox One and PS4, it's just going to be it's just going to be something that's welcomed. Yeah. Here's a, a little one for you, Tony. What what are the possibilities for Chivos if they if they open up cross cross platform play? Can you can you see a Chivo for killed your first Xbox player? Your trophy <laughs> trophy for killed your first Xbox player or, or achievement? Uh, yeah, I, I absolutely. I, I know it's a joke, but I can absolutely see that. There was um <laughs> your first God, what, scalp. Was, no, but, oh God, there was a there was a game where um there was I can't, it's gonna bother me now. That I can't think of it. There was um <laughs> like there was. There was a virus that went around. Like it was just your typical, I want to say, first-person shooter, and just like you would get infected if you got killed by somebody who was with that virus, mm-hmm. quote unquote. Which it didn't do anything. It, it did absolutely nothing, and you had no idea that you you had this virus until you got killed yeah. by somebody with it. Um, so yeah, I could I could absolutely see them doing something like that. So essentially, infection and flood <laughs> uh, Halo. Yeah, I, I, it's not quite the same, but yeah, that's that's the gist of it. I, it's gonna. I, I'm gonna have to think about that. We'll, we'll be doing a point streak like five weeks from now, and it'll just randomly <laughs> pop up to me. I'm just gonna stream the game while you're just in mid sentence. So. Uh, <laughs> just uh, before we we get away from specific companies, uh, doing a little bit of research in this topic. Um, I'm generalizing here, but if you if you read, Microsoft has been friendlier to the idea for a while, probably because as the dominant, uh, you know, the, the dominant OS in the PC market. You know, for them, the advantages are, are there. Uh, Sony is far more frequently cited as a barrier to this stuff getting mm-hmm. done. Uh, and you know, on the one, ha- I, I've I've had uh, I, I've had a lot of disdain for Sony for a very long time. They're an anti-innovation company. They have been decades now, so this doesn't really surprise me that much. Uh, nothing Sony does ever surprises me, to be honest. But I'm wondering, can can anyone here think of any? Because the more I think about it, I can't think of any specific reason why to, why Sony would be obstructionist about this. 
um, particularly when they know their fans are interested in it. Uh, even when you hear Sony high ups talking about it, there's a lot of double speak, a lot of, uh, you know, we'd love if the developers would come to us with that BS, which is, you know, all very well and good, but they're the gatekeepers on this. I mean, Vernon, can you think of a reason why Sony would be loath to go down this road? Is there a specific reason or is this just typical Sony attitude towards anything new? I mean, you have more experience with Sony than I do, but I think that a good point to bring up would be the bottom line, um, would be their financial bottom line, um, in that if we, and I'm just speaking from, a, you know, a, a hypothetical executive, I mean, if we open it up to to, to everyone to be able to, to play, I mean, you know, are we going to, we're probably going to have to charge more for the, for the live service, you know, we're, you know, that's going to be a lot more work on our part. And then who's to say that, you know, people won't just be convinced to just go to the other side and not play on PlayStation. Um, you, you know, know, you're probably right, Vernon. And that's, that's the most disappointing scenario of all, because history is riddled with short-sighted executives who are behind and wrong all, all this. I mean, we, we only need to go back to, you know, digital downloads for music, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and, and all the, uh, the, the pushback on, on that, as well as every other, you know, recent innovation. And you'd f- somewhere you'd find an executive saying that this was going to hurt their bottom line, who turned out to be absolutely wrong. You're probably right. Uh, Jen, is there any, any other theories uh, on, on your part? Do you think it's just they're, they're afraid to lo- lose money for some unknown reason that I, I can't actually think of what it would logically be, but uh, that them I, protecting their wallet sounds plausible yeah, enough? I think that's pretty much it. I mean, it's like I was saying earlier. I think they're going to want to hold on to, you know, oh, if you want to play all these games on PlayStation – you know, you're you're gonna have to buy a PlayStation, and I feel like they, at least from my perspective, and this is someone who was a like just avid, loved my 360, thought for sure I'd go to Xbox One, and then all that drama happened when they when we were switching over, um, and I was just like, you know, Microsoft's really bothering me right now, and Sony has way better exclusives, so I'm jumping ship. I'm going to PS4. Um, I just. I feel like they're going to, like, they have better exclusives from my, again, this is just from my perspective. I feel like they have a much better library there. Why wouldn't they want to kind of hold on to their base and hold on to their exclusives and not kind of, like, let the reins go a little bit where, oh, you don't have to buy a PlayStation anymore to play this game with these people who you know. Mm. I feel like they're going to, they're being really protective of their wallets, and ultimately that's, that's all I can think that would get in their way. I mean, that's what gets in the way of this countless companies. It's just, the, like Vernon said, the bottom line. Hmm. And I, I don't know what could possibly pull them out of that. Yeah. How about you, Tony? Any any theories beyond the financial? or? Sadly, I wish I, I did have one, but I was thinking about <laughs> it all the time. No, and honestly, I don't think it's, I don't think it's necessarily one... I don't think it's one argument, one argument or the other. I think it, maybe it's just a... Um, a mindset, you know, with the company, like, you know, you always hear about how Nintendo is always stuck in the past and never wants to, you know, get with the current times as far as advertising and all that kind of thing in YouTube. I think it, maybe it's something like that. It's just culture over there. Um, it's only headquarters where they're, you know, they're like, why would we do, why would we change something now? We just sold, I think the report was what they just sold 53 and a half million consoles. Yeah. Like, like yeah. we're obviously doing right. Why, like why change anything? You know? Yeah. Well, yeah, I get that. 
let me let me uh, propose a couple of reasons why they they should. I mean, for one thing, uh, people are pushing for it, and at some point, one of them is going to differentiate themselves by doing it. At that point, they're basically going to force the hand of the other two. Um, well, so when you say that, though, I, there was a report that came out. I want to say sometime earlier this earlier 2016 um, that Microsoft like came out and said, you know, hey, like we've opened up the code, like we're we're all ready to do this. It's kind of like in Sony's court now to to pick it up. I think I like whether how true this is or not, or if it was just Microsoft like begging for. I, I've heard much. The, I've heard much the same thing, uh, and I, I think at some point, if fans hear that, it, it's going to be up to Sony to actually respond. Uh, and, I, and I'm I'm happy if that happens. You know, if Microsoft continues to, you know, if game after game of theirs starts it comes out and it, they're all cross-platform, PC and Xbox, then people can sit there and look at Sony and go, when are you going to do the same? Uh, and if it starts hurting sales, then maybe they'll get off their duff and actually do something about it. Uh, another another factor is player base. Um, a lot of these games that, were, that rely on microtransactions and on people purchasing new content <clears throat> need to have a vibrant player base in order for them to, to you know, to justify their existence and justify the the continued investment, um, if you know cross-platform immediately doubles or triples your player base right away, and in the case of PC, it's probably many times more. Really, when you think about it, um, why wouldn't a company want to increase the size of its player player base and and you know be able to justify their DLC across double or triple the number of customers? Uh, well, you know what. Jeff, I think you just actually hit something. Like, I just had a light bulb go off when you said that. So, like, yeah, that you, like, so you're artificially inflating your your player base, though. So, you know, you have like, let's take Titanfall two for example. You open it up. I mean, yeah, your player base, the the game's player base opens up, but that's only because now you're combining all of the different platforms into it. It's not mm. just because you're opening it up doesn't mean, oh, you know, like, hey, I'm gonna go run out and like. I, I don't. Well, I just don't see anyone being like, "Oh, now it's opened up. That that is going to be my driving force to buy either an Xbox One or a PS4." They probably already own the con. Like again, this is probably jumping into another argument as far as exclusive driving console sales. But I don't see a multi-platform game with crossplay making it so one a customer is going to choose one console. They're just you know, it, they probably already own one, or they're, it's not going to drive their decision to buy a new one. But that that wasn't the point I wanted to get to actually because I didn't think about it until you brought it up. Was hmm. Yeah, you expand your player base, but yeah, you open it up, but you could, I guess, like even Sony might view it as, okay, now we're letting all of these Xbox owners in, and they may be paying, they might be buying microtransactions, but are we going to see any cut of this, or is it going to go straight back to Xbox? I'm, I'm more are talking they... about it from the perspective of... That's a of, good point. That, that, that is a good point. I'm more talking about it from the perspective of a game that a game that requires a living world to be in any way interesting or viable either from the point of being able to actually find someone else to play with which is on one extreme end or in the other the other end a game like star wars the old republic where at its worst people are running around in this huge open world and no one's there because the player base has dwindled <laughs> so much you open it up to people across all platforms and and have them all combined into one area and and suddenly you have you know less of of a worry i mean how quick are people to move to just move on if the player base dwindles you know if if you're not able to find anyone to in in the matching system to be able to actually play it 
um, who who cares who the transactions are going to? If if somebody's not going to play it anymore, then you never have a chance. You know, um, I I think right. that, I think the player the player base is more. It's it's a living it's a living breathing thing for some of these games, and uh, you know it, it's it's a it's a much better situation for some of these games to have that player base all combined together than separated into silos where they're not able to actually benefit one another. Well, the way uh, yeah. you pre- the way you present that question, that argument, though, I, I don't know. Just to me, it kind of seems like maybe even like a last resort, though. Like when you're saying like a, a, a player base or world count is dwindling, it's like, well, let's now make this crop cross-platform to really open it up. I don't... No, better better that it's like that way from the start, to my mind. On, yeah, on I, I, could, I could definitely see that, but, uh, you know, that, I don't know why that just brought this to mind, but, you know, the, the failing game that is Evolve, um, if they were to go and open that up now, would that save it? I doubt it. Would, if it was cross-platform from the beginning, would that save it or make it do better? Maybe slightly, in my opinion, but I don't think that would necessarily... You know, change that game, but maybe it's it, you know that's just my opinion, and maybe it's different on a game to game basis. But well, uh, let's give an example. Uh, the Jen might be able to speak to Jen. You were you were playing Star Trek Online uh, yeah. a little while ago. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, did you find areas of the world that were quiet, less populated, et cetera, et cetera? Like, or was it you know pretty uniformly full of people? Well, I gotta be honest, I didn't play it a whole lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, I did feel like there were certain places and you know certain times of the day even where it's it seemed kind of quiet. Hmm. Yeah, and then I think of you know a company like uh, you know Digital Extremes with Warframe where they have three entirely separate worlds, universes, whatever you want to call it, uh, Xbox and, and PS4. Never the twain shall meet. Never the never they'll interact. They have to spend all these money and resources on on patching and and launching content for these titles separately to one another, and the player base is entirely different. Uh, now, some for for some technical reasons, particularly for a game like that that constantly evolves, I can understand how yeah, PC development's going to be faster. But for a game that's a little more static, uh, and Warframe's not a great example from that perspective, I I, I wonder. You know, is it was it worth it doing all the work up front to make sure that all three are on an even keel as far as content, and then just starting them from scratch together? Uh, that that way, you're you're like I said, you've got a large player base from day one, and uh, you've got the benefit you got the benefits of uh, of microtransactions or whatever is keeping the game alive, or or just interest so that people will stay with the game when DLC comes out. Um, you know, Ma- you know, Mass Effect uh, is is another one where um, you know, the the single player is going to keep people coming back, but you know they they've also got this multiplayer side of things, and I wonder if they were if they were all if players were all interacting with one another on the multiplayer, um, you know, is that going to keep it alive and viable and and keep the DLC train going even longer? I I wonder um, whether that's worth uh, considering. Um, you guys, oh, sorry, sorry, Vernon. No worries. I, I, I actually just wanted to uh, comment on that. That's actually a brilliant move for uh, Digital Extremes to do Warframe separately on three different consoles because while it's good, while it would be a, a good practice and something that we would want to happen, which is to, you know, play our same account on three different, you know, three different ways, um, 
it makes more sense for the company because, you know, like you said, microtransactions, everyone has to start from the bottom. Um, and, uh, you know, let's say I'm playing on PC, but if my friend doesn't really have a PC that can play games, but has a PS4 and I have a PS4, well, we can just play there. And that opens it up for more chances for me and my friend to spend money. Um, so, you know, that that would lessen the chances of being able to make money over multiple avenues um, if the, you know, if everything was shared, if I could play the same account on, you know, all three all three consoles, including, you know, PS, PS4, uh, Xbox One, PC and everything like that. If it was all connected, then that would lessen the chance because that's just one account across three places to play. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, you guys were mentioning Twitch gaming, you know, with and first-person shooters in particular earlier. Um, I might ask. People are still on Twitch. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean more. I mean more from the perspective of like really high, you know, muscle reaction type games where a mouse and keyboard are going to give you some advantage. Um, I, I might ask you all. Uh, you know, I mentioned a couple of different genres that that have been represented. What types of games do you think are right for cross-platform play? Like, Tony, either a genre game or a game that you've played before or that might get a sequel, is, is there is there something that you think would really benefit from cross-platform or that would be on your personal wish list to see go that way? That would benefit? That's a good one. I can tell you, since Vernon brought it up earlier, I think, like, racing games would be good mm. for it because I don't think there's a clear competitive edge. Let me add um, something to that. Also, just not just benefit, but a game that there are fewer barriers in the way of cross-platform. That's just mm. another way to... Well, what do you mean by that, barriers? Well, I mean the the PC Again, the, the PC controls thing. I have to admit the PC controls versus a, a control a, a joystick or controller. There's something to that. But as you pointed out earlier, in racing games, the difference between the two is a little less. So are there you know not not only I'm I'm asking not only what games would there be where they might be better cross platform or have you know new frontiers, but is there a type of game out there that that there aren't really any barriers to cross-platform where the, the experience on PC and console is going to be so similar that they may as well be player. Um, I definitely think indies maybe can make the charge now. Like I was just thinking of Broforce, like a simple 2D, you know, side-scrolling <laughs> platform where it's just as fun as hell. I mean, yeah. yeah, I think that that would work well. Yeah. Um, beyond that, maybe I was thinking, you know, with Halo Wars coming up, Halo Wars 2, I was thinking maybe that, but I could see maybe a, a mouse being a little bit faster than the, uh, the controller. So, yeah, I mean, to mind, all I have to think about is like a 2D platformer that could be really fun or some kind of indie game. Because, where, again, where it would benefit, where there would be some kind of like where it would make it better. Well, OK, so like cooperative shooters. So like Warframe, maybe that that could probably be a good candidate. Mm-hmm. Uh, Left for Dead. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah competitive where you're not the 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 players are not against each other. I, you know that I definitely think it could benefit. Those kind of games could definitely benefit from it. Yeah. Is there a, fr- a specific franchise or a genre that you w- would like to see go that route, Jen, or a, a free um, or a future sequel for that matter? <laughs> yeah, I definitely agree on Left 4 Dead because I love that game, and it would be cool to kind of open up um, that avenue of you know playing with another platform. But other than that, I think the biggest draw for me would be the you know any sort of like co-op shooter or you know third-person RPG kind of. MMO sort of situation where it would be really easy to jump in and play with friends all the time and rank up and Mm -hmm. just lose countless hours that way because, you know, like, okay, cool, I can get Titanfall, but both of you guys will have it on Xbox One. I wouldn't buy it unless suddenly 
a bunch of people that I know popped up with it on PS4, or if I could play with you guys while you're on Xbox and I'm on PS4, I would jump all over that game. So stuff like that Mm -hmm. I'd like to see. Uh, How about you, Vernon? Any particular specific game, franchise, or genre that uh, that you haven't mentioned already? Uh, Not really. Um, I mean, I I mentioned Street Fighter V earlier. Um, Fighting games might do well on that. I mean, you can hook up a controller to a PC just as easily as you would a console uh, nowadays, so it it wouldn't be too far of a stretch to have everything be cross-play. The other thing I, I just thought of as Jen brought it up is that it brings in less revenue as well because if you're just buying one copy of the game no matter what the console it's going to limit how many people are purchasing on each Hmm. so how many people are really buying it across multiple platforms though right well yeah so vernon that when you when you were bringing that up earlier i was actually going to pose a question to the group so (laughs) i don't know how favorable this would be but i could definitely be the see i could see this being a route that the you know the companies would take was that you know because one i for one would love if i was able to take you know, Titanfall, my Xbox account, because I would hate to start all over to, you know, buy PS, you know, I will not buy a PS4 copy because I do not want to start my multiplayer <laughs> gotcha. profile. Yeah. But if I, if I had the option to, to carry it over, that'd be great. One, I don't expect, I know that's going to be a barrier for, you know, Sony and Microsoft to, like, that's one reason they're not going to open it up. It's just because, like, we're, yeah, we are losing out on that revenue. How would you guys feel if they charged, obviously not full price, but some kind of like, hey, Okay, you bought the game full price or maybe on sale, whatever. You bought the game on the original your original console like the Xbox. Um, yeah, you can absolutely carry your profile over, but let's say we want to charge you, I don't know, like five or ten bucks, maybe more than that. But would you got would that be something you guys were okay with? I think I'd be open to that. Uh, I can definitely, I, especially I can, with like Warframe. Yeah, well, Warframe actually did when they <laughs> launched it on the consoles a one-time offer, and it was time limited, where they allowed you to migrate your account from PC to your console of your choice. Uh, and all your. But could you uh, still play it on PC, or was no, it you're it, officially moving to it console? Was you, it was you moving as as is across. Okay. Um, and I don't think they charged you for that either. I I, th- I think that would be an interesting concept to allow people the the chance to 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 pay for the the the, the chance to play it at elsewhere. I mean, it's better than the alternative, which is having to buy it multiple times. And uh, and I, well, I realize Vernon, you you you're, you're you from the argument of well they're missing out on revenue, but I how many people actually do that? I wonder. Like, is that really a, a market out there? People buying games across multiple systems? Oh, I yeah. know people that do that. I mean, I've played the Mass Effect trilogy on both PS3 and Xbox 360 um, yeah. because at one point or another I owned one or the other console, um, and that was just a game that I was willing to do that with. But I'm, I'm not willing to do that with every game. Um, so you know, with that. Uh, the the ability to pay a couple of dollars like it it wouldn't need it would need to not be extravagant um in terms of price for me to, to even consider it um so that would be my concern is that it would be just ridiculous i mean microsoft charges uh, is it eight or ten dollars now to change your gamer tag so oh, really? I, I mean do they really you know, yeah, they. I, I mean, you know what? That was, and I, I'm not being fair because that was a couple of years ago. So maybe they x that out. Um, but uh, yeah, they they did that at one point. Or where, where uh, and somebody who's listening to the podcast can comment and correct me if that's not something that they're doing anymore. But yeah, it was like eight bucks to to change your gamer tag. So that that was a that was an interesting thing. So something ridiculous like that, I could see these companies doing something like this to transfer your account over for a couple of dollars. Yeah. And I wouldn't, 
Well, I guess, it's, again, it's perspective. I wouldn't call it pr- ridiculous, depending on how much they charge for it. Obviously, if they're charging, like, oh, we want 30 bucks for you to, you know, change. I'm like, no, that's I'm paying yeah, for half. No. Yeah, that, no. And the other thing, too, that I, and the stipulation I would want to put on that, if they made that a reality, is, is the ability to go back and forth. Like, you know, hey, okay, I'm going to jump on PS4. I leveled up to the next level, but then I'm going to jump back on Xbox. That better carry over, and I'm still going to progress. Like, if it's... If it's a one-time move, no. There's, I, I see no reason for that. Yeah, they'd probably limit that. Yeah, they, they well, that would probably be too much they, for them to do. But it should just be. I feel like it should just be carrying over the profile. You know what I mean? It's not the. I, I don't know. I, I don't feel like it should be that difficult. Or I'm sure they'd make a hiss about it. But like, you know, there was. I remember actually you were, you were mentioning Warframe. I know uh, GTA Five actually did that. You know, they released it on um, 360 and PS3, and then the new consoles came out. And uh, everybody was jumping ship to PS4, so they were like, "Hey, if you want to transfer your 360 profile to PS4, you can do it, or vice versa." Um, right. You know, like, they offered that opportunity. Yeah. But it was—it's a one-time thing, and that was it. And I was—I remember thinking about that. I still—I only had GTA 5 for 360 because I never—I wasn't sure what console I was going to go with. And now I have both. And to be honest, I don't know which one. Since it's only a one-time transfer, I don't know which one I would put it on. To be quite honest with you, if it was—if I, I could have it. To both platforms, I'd be all for it. Are they still offering that? I don't know if they still are, but I know they were. Hmm. So I might not even have that ability anymore. But my point is, is that if it is now, even now, I wouldn't know which one. Because if, if I'm only going to be able to transfer to one, and that's it, and that's done, then I, you know, I don't, I still don't know which one to transfer to. But if I was able to bring it to just the next generation consoles, where you know I could switch back and forth between you know my Xbox One profile and my PS4 profile, I'd be all for it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just before we get off the topic of, uh, of franchises and genres in particular, I might uh, I might mention the uh, strategy genre. I mean, particularly where you haven't got problems with latency, etc. Any sort of cooperative or competitive strategy games would be perfect, really. Um, space flight games, uh, space flight sims of some sort. I think would uh, be very easy to to translate, uh, and I, d- I don't really think you'd have that you know barrier or PC advantage one way or the other. Um, I, I agree with Tony on the platform side. That actually is one that I hadn't considered. I think there's plenty of uh, of sort of pure platformers that would really perfect. Um, but I, I think there's actually just quite a few open world games that would really translate as well too. Um, like like Watchdogs, for example. I mean, what why why not? You know, if 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 you're gonna incorporate the ability to be able to play cooperatively in, in an open world, what's the disadvantage to being on PC or console? Why not open it up? And again, you get some of that same the same arguments about player base uh, and and keeping that open. Um, I don't know. I, I I think there's probably a few genres out there that we haven't even considered. I mean, sports stuff too. Rocket League is not really a sport, but it certainly feels <laughs> like one. I, I I think I think any games of of that sort w- would really be open to. Um, it, I mean, the possibilities are endless when you consider EA type sports games as well. But we shall see. I mean, as, as long as uh, as one of the three companies um, is sort of abstaining and, and Nintendo is yet to sort of... Uh, there's rumors about Nintendo and some cross-play stuff uh, on, on, about Switch, but uh, like everything about Nintendo Switch, hey, Vernon, I suppose we'll believe it when we see it, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, you know, if it happens, it happens. Yeah. Well, I, I might finish just by asking um, 
where do we see the the, the future of Croft's platform? I mean, let, let's Tony, let's fast forward to the next console generation. Uh, if there is one. If there if, if there is one. <laughs> better be. If there is one. Uh, do you see cross platform being just a a, th- a thing that is ju- is just assumed at that point? It, will it just will it be part of the landscape, or are we going to be no further than we are today? No, I I think we'll eventually get there because, again, as my uh, cynicism just pointed out, I I think we're going to reach a point, if not in the near future, definitely in the, you know, I wouldn't say far future, but, you know, maybe 10, 20 years out where, you know, games are, again, this is a side conversation, but more, you know, more that games are a service, you know, Mm. I, I, yeah, it's going to be open up. It's like, yeah, if you're playing on whatever console there is now, it is going to be open up. So I think, I think eventually we'll reach that point. Um, but I think it's definitely going to take some time. How about you, Jen? Do you expect to see this uh, a regular feature in, in the console world uh, in down the line? I think, yeah, I agree with them that we will eventually. I don't think we will necessarily on the next gen. Um, and I think it'll it'll probably be advanced a bit. Like, I'm sure, you know, there will be more and more games that you can play on Xbox One and PC, which is going to be a lot easier of a task to, to get done, but I think console to console is going to be way down the road. Uh, how about you, Vernon? You optimistic on this, or do, do you expect to see it um, still be a, a, an occasional feature rather than a, a, an assumed one on the next gen? I think it'll be more occasional than anything. Um, yeah, it's. I, I don't. As as optimistic as I am, I don't see it being any bigger than it is, just because. Of again that you know the, that bottom line piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I'm probably a little bit pessimistic about that myself, and more more because Sony is involved uh, <laughs> than, than anything <laughs> else. I, I think if Sony wasn't the the obstructionist uh, in this, maybe there'd be a, a, a better chance. But um, I, I I don't expect them to, to budge on this until it starts being something that people. Until they st- and you start seeing people making decisions to buy other consoles or other platforms and and saying you know well this is why I didn't buy the the PS whatever um, I think that's what it's going to take to actually budge Sony on this um, well thanks everyone um, I, uh, I I wasn't uh, I wasn't sure what your this is one of the rare situations where I really didn't have uh, much uh, indication about what your opinions were on this topic. Interesting to a blank slate. As I mentioned uh, up the top, uh, you can follow us on Twitter at EnthusiasmsWorld, where all our Let's Plays and video content resides. Um, if you go to www.enthusiasmsworld.com, up the top of the right-hand page, uh, there's a link to join the forums if you want to be part of the discussion there. Uh, our email address for this podcast is pointstreak at enthusiasts.com. If you have any questions, feedback, or suggestions, or suggestions for show topics, which we always appreciate. Uh, Thanks again to my guests, Tony, Vernon, and Jennifer. Thank you for listening, and join us again on another episode of Point Streak. Thank you, guys. Thank you. See you next time.